I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. This is Kim Singletary with my newborn in the background, <laughs> hopefully not making too much noise. But um, I am very excited to talk about shopping today. Um, my guest is Metairie native Thomas Richards. He is the man behind the Richards Collection, which is a Louisiana-based commercial real estate development and property management firm. Um, you may or may not know the name, but you definitely know the project that he's working on now, which is formerly known as the Clearview Mall for 50 years and is now being transformed, reimagined into Clearview City Center, um, which broke ground in September of 2020. Um, welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. I appreciate you having me on. Um, so let's talk, first of all, a little bit just about your background. So you are a, a local native, born in Metairie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was born in Metairie, um, went to graduated from Country Day High School, went up, went up to LSU. Um, <clears throat> and when I graduated LSU, I ended up moving to Madisonville on the North Shore, but uh, commuted to Loyola Law School. Um, and I've been on the North Shore ever since, but, but I, I split my time work-wise between Metairie and, and Mandeville. So how did you get into this reimagining of these uh, shopping centers? What's your background? Well, my background, um, like I said, I, I'm, a, I'm an attorney and I actually still have a, a, a practice, uh, it, but my practice focused on um, commercial real estate transactional work and finance. Um, my, my family has owned Clearview Shopping Center um, since it was built in the 60s, um, and my, my dad was at the helm for years. Um, and when he was, we, we really, I got to know Clearview by, by doing the legal work. I mean, we would do all the leasing and, um, you know, a little bit of litigation we might do. And so I really got to know the property and kind of get into the retail leasing side of it, which has been a big tool um, or benefit as, as it kind of, my, my role progressed to, to where I am now. Um, and so I learned a lot about that. And unfortunately, my, my father passed away, um, the family um, asked me if I would step into the leadership role, and and that's how you know I ended up at the helm over at Clearview. Um, you know, and when I just knew that where we were positioned, um, this is pre-COVID, this is 2018. Um, we, we we had to do something different. We were at the end of the what I felt like was the the life cycle of that shopping center where something major didn't have to happen. Even when I was just as a, acting as an attorney, I sat in a million meetings with uh, potential tenants that wanted to be at Vets and Clearview, um, and, but the, the conversation wouldn't go much further if we said, well, we didn't have any spots on Vets. Um, we had done some incremental redevelopment with the AMC Movie Theater and Bed Bath Beyond and Target, and we kind of found ourselves stuck. Um, with what to do with that old classic interior mall corridor space, right. difficult leasing. Um, and so I, I just knew we would have to reposition to, to evolve as a property. And that's what we've been doing since 2018. So when you go to do something like that, what do you, do you bring somebody in? How do you know what to put 
Um, you had talked about um, in another, I think a press release, you talked about the next generation consumer. When you're looking at reimagining something that's been around for five decades, what's kind of, what are the steps there? Well, the first thing we did was, well, the very first thing we did was have to, we acquired the Sears Robo old box that at the time Sears was still operating, but that, you know, ostensibly that property looked like it, it, it could, it was just owned and operated by one entity, but until 2018, Sears had their box into kind of the east side of the property. And uh, my family had what you the west side, which is the, the old mall, what you think was the old shopping center or mall. So we had to, first thing I did was try to get a deal done with Sears because I think that was the key to unlocking the full potential of the site. It's a 20, 21 acre site and a 14 acre site. Now they combine them at 35 acres and look at this, this whole asset uh, globally now that we had the Sears box. So that was the first thing we did was to know whether we needed to know if we had that piece of the puzzle or not, because it materially changed the way we would go forward. Once we were able to do that, um, the first thing we did was we got a, a consulted with the master planning firm. What we got out of that more than anything was the kind of a market study and analysis. My, what I wanted to know from Jump Street is really what is underserved in this market what is overserved? I mean, what are what are some really uh, strong potential uses that we could get here? I mean, we always have had the luxury of having wonderful real estate. I mean, A plus site real estate. We just needed to get the right project here, um, and so we want to understand use a market analysis to say, hey, what mix works? What do we need? What's lacking? And then that was the first step to kind of start looking at this footprint now and say, okay where do we go from here from a planning perspective of the physical layout of facilities at the center to where would uses go and, and, and what, who do we think may be interested here and, and starting to prioritize some of those um, targeting some of those uses. So I'm assuming what you found out is um, some healthcare uses, some um, residential <laughs> uses. What are, what are some of the things that we should look forward to with Clearview? Well, I mean, I, you know, you can already see, the the two strongest um, indications in that uh, on the back end of that market study was there was a real strong demand for class A multifamily or residential in Jefferson Parish, um, and I'm I'm very excited about what we have being built right now. I mean it's going to be a first class uh, apartment complex and really unlike anything Metairie currently has. I mean that you know um, I think the I can't remember who asked me, but I said before. We, we started targeting the multifamily uses. If you had to put your mother in an apartment in Metairie today, where would you put her? And nothing jumped out that, that I said this would be great. And so it kind of framed up the, the context and the need for that use. And, and we've, we've been able to get a um, really good project going on site. Um, one of the other uses was the, the medical or assisted living. They had just met a couple different buckets of medical. And um, that's the biggest uh, project we have going on right now is, you know, the deal we've, we've done with Oxford to do their 200 plus thousand square foot multiple uh, super clinic. Um, and then we've done a Regions Bank branch up in the front. And if you notice, I mean, the uses are not retail oriented. I mean, we're trying to, we tried to take the big box. We we're fortunate enough that Oxford had a desire to be there and, and had a big enough footprint that that old retail box that so many people are seeing all over the uh, 
place as dark was a perfect opportunity for oxygen to really kind of get into, you know, they're calling it med tail now, but if, you know, if they're get into an old retail spot that's got the accessibility get the parking and really add value for their patients. So those, those were the, the immediate targets and that's what we pulled off. When we move into the, the demolition of the old mall and get into more of the retail use, our, our, you know, our strategy is to really get a, a streetscape that, you know, it's going to be open air, but get a really energetic streetscape it kind of has to add some more vertical elements to this thing to where the streetscape really serves as an amenity for um, some of the more dense uses. You know, we, we anticipate having some office, some more residential. Um, we, need, we need a good bit of food and beverage to serve all these captured, cap, captive audiences. Um, but the idea for us has been when we get to the back end of this, we'll have probably a, a definitely a smaller retail footprint but the retail that that's going to be there is going to be very successful because of all the 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 uses we're going to pack around it. Right, everything um, that's feeding it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the approach we've taken, and um, everything's going well so far. So is what's is everything going? Are we is the target staying? Is the theater staying? What what's kind of is anything staying? Is everything going? <laughs> no. So if you if you could imagine, I mean, so the AMC, <clears throat> the building that AMC is in, they're on the second floor. There's about fifty thousand square foot of uh, what was the former food court space, and we have walk-ons down there. That that entire building will stay. We have a lot of, a lot of opportunity, though, on the first floor to to really it's it's a blank slate other than walk-ons right now. So. That's a it's kind of a segment that we've been targeted somewhat for entertainment. We've talked to a lot of different users down there, but um, it's yet to be seen what, what exactly what gets programmed. But the Target building stays. Target does extremely well there. They're a wonderful tenant. We're glad we have them. Um, and then the other side is is Oxter. So if you could take everything in be, in between, you know, Target, AMC, and what Oxter is doing now, that's really. Um, when I say open air and demolition, that's the area that's going to come down to the ground and be completely rebuilt um, as an open air mixed use amenity to to all the things we can put around it. So what's the timeline look like for this? I know everything, you know, things are always subject to change, especially now, but um, right, right. what are you guys thinking? Um, I imagine, you know, this, there's a couple different ways we can do this and there's probably some phases. I mean, for example, we'll we fully anticipate doing additional residential development on this site, probably maybe even over Target. You know, that building Target is in is, uh, it's three and a half stories, Target takes two. So there's some dark space up there that's been kind of landlocked since we did that deal, but I think there's an opportunity to do some additional residential development on top. Um, but that may happen down the road because we want the, the current project to be completed leased up successful and then we'll roll to that. So that may be a phase that, that that takes longer than what we're trying to do now. I anticipate that we'll be doing the demolition and rebuilding of, of the interior of the center probably by third or fourth quarter of this year. It's taken a little longer, honestly, because some of the, the mechanical and electrical infrastructure 
pieces we need before we could even start the demo or just have really crazy lead times right now. And that's, that's slowing us down a little bit, but it is what it is today. Um, but if we get started and have another two years of construction of the, the first phase of the, the development, that puts us about two and a half years, I think, until this thing's really kind of opened up in the, in the image and vision that we have for it. But the project will start, you know, it's, it's, it's really starting now from a, uh, plans and specifications and, and phasing standpoint, but the actual work, unfortunately, probably not start until um, third or fourth quarter this year. Now, I thought this was interesting though. So GNO Inc. did an analysis and they said um, the redevelopment will bring about 1600 jobs, uh, $123 million in economic impact. And then when the when everything's said and done, um, 420 jobs and 26 million in annual impact. That sound about right. <laughs> yeah, those guys have better means and methods for for coming to those statistics. But yeah, we we did participate and ask them to help us with that. And, and we're, you know, that's the the projected impact of this project. And you know, it's it's something we're very excited to get done. And you know, all these positive things come of it. And at the end of the day, we're creating some economic impact, but also you know, given this. A plus site in this this region, the Jefferson Parish region, a really neat identity and, and it's something that's not unique necessarily. That's what's happened all over the country with open air mixed use centers, but it's certainly uh, going to be unique to the New Orleans metro area. Um, I think the closest analogy I think within shooting distance would be maybe Perkins Row, but and that's a completely different monster. So I think we got we're going to really have a, a neat unique project at a wonderful site. When we're done with this, and and that's going to be good for for the community and, and and us as well. So you've got something else going on too on the other side of the lake, um, mm -hmm. in Mandeville. And can you tell us about the the shops at twelve hundred West. Yeah, the shops is uh, it's it's about a fifty thousand square foot retail center. It's, it's I say retail is really built like that. We've got um a bunch of different uses in here but it's on the west causeway approach over in mandeville um this is this has been a, a repositioning but a lot more subtle in nature um i think some of the value we're going to add over here is just obviously taking care of what was really just some deferred maintenance and capital expenses uh, uh getting everything looking first class and then we really want to get the tenant mix right here um and optimize we got a great site um, and so we'll, we'll end up really again starting with the same approach as okay as as you know leases expire or tenants don't renew or you know what how can we backfill this and get it to 100% occupancy where there's really a, a, a mutually beneficial mix of tenants here. Um, we just recently did a deal with Fat Boys Pizza to take what is one of the better retail space or food and beverage space on the approach, but it was a dentist before. So there's some, there's things we're doing here that are not as so, uh, uh, apparent as, as the big demolition and rebuild over in Metairie, but there's still repositioning going on. And ultimately, I think it makes the asset more successful and, and makes all the tenants here more successful, which justifies the rents we're asking and, and makes, makes it a win-win again for for the property, us and, and our tenants. So that's that's been our strategy over here. So we've talked before um, 
uh, and Biz, we did a piece on on Lakeside and how well they're doing. And even with the pandemic and things like that, a lot of people, you know, there's concerns over malls and shopping centers in an e-commerce era. Um, and do they have a future? But um, it seems to be that the future lies in reimagining um, these centers and making them more mixed use. And um, mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on that? What is kind of, what are we, what are we moving towards? I'm assuming kind of, like you said, like a city center. And it's funny because I think Lakeside kind of talked about that too, is that it's, it becomes more of a gathering place, but not just retail. Like malls right. have always been gathering places in a way, right. but like, but mm -hmm. mixing in other components seems to be the key to success here. I think so. I mean, I, I've, I've never been, I mean, I can certainly understand the concern about e-commerce and its impacts on retail and, and I'm not, and I know they're meaningful impacts, but I think specifically with Clearview, um, you know, if, if, if that's an A site, which I think most people would agree it is, retail's not going to die there. I think if I have a B or a C site, and I think the contraction of maybe some of these users going in second and secondary and tertiary spaces within a market may that you know that they're going to feel that first. But I, I think if as long as we have an A site with an A project, I think we're going to be able to have our pick as far as retail goes. Again, it'll be less, but we'll, you know we're we're saying hey. I'm going to build a project around you. You come here, and so if, if there's any contraction, we want to be decision A to come. If you're going to come into a market, this is a great spot to do it. Um, and if we can surround any of those users, and it's not just typical soft good retail. It, it could be you know really a food and beverage component that will really benefit from what we can surround them with. Everybody wins. I mean, we'll we'll draw. You know, if you take an office user that's used to paying for parking and having to go off site to go drive to get lunch, who says, well, hey, let me come here and we're going to have plenty of parking right on site and I can take the elevator down and do anything I want from go to the doctor. I can run to the grocery store at Target. I can get I can get my lunch real quick and my coffee on the way out. Those are amenities for office users to, to make their place of employment better for their employees. So that's kind of you know, if we can, it's a win-win. If we get it right and let the streetscape and the retail components here serve as amenities, I think we'll be successful. I think that I'm seeing some of the, some of these retailers are reacting as well. I mean, I've seen concepts that have really shifted from just traditional come here, shop and leave. Well, they still have that, but there's some interactive experience there um, that that's drawing people in to do some shopping but but giving them an experience that they can't otherwise have online um there was a there was a mixed center and mixed use center in atlanta i was i was looking at and um they had a it was a, like a joanne's type concept but they were selling selling materials and, and uh supplies and they, they they their store had been completely reconfigured to do a interactive sewing or some classroom environment that drove people to the bricks and mortar right. um, and but they were able to do their shopping too so you know we're evolving as landlords i think to try or our strategy is to 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 make sure we have a lot of drivers for retail success but i'm also seeing the retailers you know adapt themselves so ultimately i don't think 
bricks and mortar retail is going away, it, it's going to change, but I don't think it's going away. Well, then you have the residential component, like you said, and it kind of reminds me more of um, moving away from the sprawl and, and people wanting to be closer to everything um, mm -hmm. and wanting to live right in the middle of it. And uh, that's what you're seeing here. I mean, it would be so convenient to be able to walk out your door and walk mm -hmm. over to Target and, you know, sure. grab. Well, some. You, I got it. I think you're 100 right. I mean, if you're if you're out looking for um, apartments in Mattery, I think we're pretty well positioned. I mean, it, it, everything's there. I mean, you, you can get groceries, you can go to the doctor, you can go see a movie, grab grab a bite to eat, grab a cocktail, wh whatever. You, you're not having to leave, and parking is plentiful, and um, you're not paying for it, so it, it's different, you know. And and so um, I think the more uses we can get there that are symbiotic the better it just it makes it more desirable place to be so you've got obviously this huge project with clearview city center oh i wanted to mention too that, so what is the commons at clearview city center so the commons is is we we bought a um small property it's it's at the corner of um vets and homa it's it's so close to clearview we're kind of making it um identifying it as as related it's the same same family um, group. So it's a sister property that we're redeveloping now. Um, it's, we had to let some tenants go dark so we could go out, but we're gonna do a facelift. It's it's about an acre property with about 20,000 feet at the corner of home and vet. So that's that's kind of an in-betweener between the more subtle things we're doing in Mandeville to this is a this is not a demo, re, completely rebrand, re, rebuild and rebrand, but this is a, uh, property that definitely needs some TLC. It needs a facelift. Wonderful real estate again. We just got to make some site modifications and and give it give it some attention. And I think we'll have um, another successful asset. So is that retail now and you're looking at redoing that or what does that look yeah. like? It's it's re it's retail. Um, it's at the end of the day, we haven't we just signed a lease with Ruby Slipper. Um, it's a food and bat restaurant breakfast concept that'll go there. Um, there's a there's a there's a brand new New Orleans daiquiris um, drive-through on one piece of property, and then the there's about twelve thousand feet that we'll have to um, lease up as soon as we get the the rehab done. But it's a retail use. So you've got a lot of balls in the air at the moment, but is there um... Is there anything you can tell us about what's next? Are you are you basically on the hunt for more property, or are you kind of got your hands full now? Well, both. Both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, we're not. We're always looking for a good project. Um, we always try to put put ourselves in a position to be able to execute or capture any really good opportunity. But we're not certainly not any rush to find another project right now. But um, uh, if one presents itself, we, we certainly something we would consider. I think you have to as as things pop up, even if it's not the ideal time, because you don't always have the right project for exactly what, what how you're built and your team and and your capabilities. So, um, no nothing new specific. Um, we are doing we're do we're developing an out parcel in New Iberia for a center we own up there. So we, we're pretty 
pretty busy right now, but we'll consider anything that makes sense. Are you gonna stay in Louisiana, at least for the foreseeable future? Or are you looking outside? Um, we're not looking outside again. I think I have the same you know, approach to um, that decision-making process, if it makes sense. I, I do think you know, it certainly makes it a little harder the further it goes, and it really depends on the type of property and, and how intense um, being close to it and touching and feeling it um, matters. Um, so it just depends, but I, I, I'd imagine if I had to guess, we'll, we'll stay in, in Louisiana for the foreseeable future. And when you say we, so what, what is your, what does the company look like? Are you guys based on the North Shore? Well, um, the, we're based at out of Clearview, um, but we have offices in Mandeville. And again, some of the, uh, some of the properties are family properties, um, that, that are managing and then there's some that I, I do myself. So it's kind of a dual, dual answer. Um, <laughs> but, but primarily between Mandeville and Covington is where all, all these things are happening. Okay. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. I think this is an exciting project that I'm eager to see come. Um, yeah. <laughs> as everyone is. Um, I mean, I, I think with the pandemic, you do, you do a lot of shopping at home, but boy, it's nice to get out and actually mm -hmm. touch and feel things. And there's some things you just can't buy online. And right. there's some, you know, it's just experience that you do want to be out and about. And I right. think it's exciting. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you taking the time. No, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, Keep us posted. I want to, I can't wait for that, that big opening day. <laughs> me neither. I, I always say I'm so tired of looking at plans. I want to see, I want to see dirt moving and walls going up, but we're getting there. So we'll definitely keep you posted and I, I, I appreciate the time today. Awesome. Thank you so much. And right. tune in next week to another episode of Biz Talks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.